What is going on, Rotor Grinders? Dean here. It's Dean7904 if you want to get all technical. I mean, it's 5.30 in the East Coast, 2.30 in the West Coast, 4 time. Of course, that means it's time for the flagship show here at Rotor Grinders. It is called Grinders Live. Joining me today, it's a very intimate Grinders Live, just the two of us, myself and Blender. What's going on, Blender? How are things in your world? Just the two of us. Isn't there a song like that? We can't. We get a copyright hit. It's a whole thing. We, we get kicked even, off. Even with, my, even with my singing voice? Yeah, it, Will, it, Will Smith's going to come at us. Or I think somebody, didn't somebody sing it before he did? Will Smith know. is on the injured list. He can't come after him. <laughs> yeah, totally different guys. Cross him off your list. Um, yeah, are, are we sweating some basketball? Do you play the NBA? No, the no, I'm not dealing with this crap. Well, now at least, uh, like... It's not uh, who starts the second half, the guys that you never heard of. So, so maybe I should be playing more, but uh, but no, I've been focused on baseball, not basketball. Yeah, well, I, it's been. A, I've watched what I can watch so far today. I did a sports card show earlier today. I'm not sure if you have you dabbled in the sports card market because I know a lot of the DFS guys have gotten into it. There's when Discord I was 11, sure. Oh, is that shots fired? Are you mocking them? Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. I I, I wasn't. I was a sports card collector. I didn't. I wasn't one of the kids that put the put the cards in the bike spokes or anything. No, I, I, I anything on a if Don Russ rated rookie existed, I wanted them for my friends. It there didn't matter if they didn't know. I my my biggest uh, my biggest uh, little, little scam was uh, I think what when I was nine years old. Yeah, nine years old. Uh, I I think I, I accumulated about sixty or seventy Roberto Alomar eighty eight Don Russ cards. Oh sure. What's the no one knew who that, he was, but I mean, I just saw in the Beckett that the, the, the price was high, and just, just give him. I'll trade all my Yankees and Mets because I was from New York. So that's you want my Jack Clark card? Sure, take it. Have fun, <laughs> Roberto Alomar. Uh, yeah, I think he's a Hall of Famer. I want to say his brother Sandy was a pretty good catcher too, for what it's worth. But hey, this is daily fantasy sports blender. All we care about is today. We don't care about tomorrow or like twenty years ago. We care about today and today only. We have uh, well, we had a, a 11 games. Of course, we lost one. Unfortunately, uh, the Cincinnati game was scratched. Uh, weather's fine, so we're thinking that's COVID-related. Hopefully, that turns out positively, and it's not as bad as it looks on the surface. But, yeah, we're down to 10 games. We also had a pitcher scratch as well, too. Uh, Oswald, uh, Roy Oswald, maybe a card you collected 20 years ago. I believe this is ne- his nephew. Corey Oswald's going to go ahead and draw the start there for the Mets today. Uh, I was going to give a sharp side winner to the people. I don't. I feel like we gave winners yesterday in the sharp side app, but I don't recall. I will say we crushed the show. We talked about uh, Boyd gonna he, he, he playing for upside or playing against him for upside, and he had like everything. Every batter he didn't strike out, he gave up a homer. I'm not sure what side of that you were on, but that was wild. I was on the Boyd side, so in the beginning it didn't look that good. <laughs> but I think he struck out the most guys. In no, yeah, state. he ended up making getting as many points as Ryu. So I was I was fine with that. I. I got my pictures right yesterday. I just didn't have the Mets. I had plenty of Padres. Tatis single-handedly saved oh, my day. You know, he's really – they got to bench him for swinging on a 3-0 count. I mean, how dare him try to hit, try to hit The, the written race. rules of DFS is that you swing at that. We See, we're oh. the opposite. When it's a 3-0 count, it's like we don't want two points for a walk. I want I, you swinging at that fastball down the middle. You get the ribby, but, yeah, I hear you. Uh, uh, yeah, walks are the worst. Like I never, I never, I don't get excited about. They're not the worst. Points. They get you two points, but I mean, it, it, if you need more for a five k hitter, but like I, people complaining in the Discord, right? like a a walk in an RBI is four points, and it's like oh, I can't believe Bellinger didn't swing at that. It's like, should you be happy? He got anything? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you want the homer, right? Life is about expectations, Wonder. When you start expecting grand slams every single time, you're going to be disappointed. 
Would you have me taking a look at me? Does it look like I should have high expectations? <laughs> temper this that that should be the subject of today's show is temper your expectations. And temper your expectations when I give a sharp side winner today. How about that for the segue? Uh, you know, in order to get the streak, you have to be under uh you can't just pick the you know the easiest bets on the board. Like the Cubs are what, minus two hundred, I believe. Uh you Darvish, we'll talk about him in a second. He's the nut pitcher. We'll talk about if uh, you're gonna be locking him in, fading him, playing with the the projection as far as the field. <laughs> Uh, myself personally, spoiler alert, I'm going to be on, I think, Darvish in every single lineup. Uh, I like the Cubbies today versus Cardinals team that uh, has played, uh, I want to say, double headers in two of their last three days. They're coming off COVID. It's a terrible ballpark that they're hitting. Duke Darvish is the clear best pitcher on the slate. We don't have a starting lineup yet for the Cardinals, for what it's worth. I think I hit the refresh button that. But what I can tell, no starting lineup just yet. But uh, they are minus 200, but you can bet them on the sharp side app. Uh, minus 140 or less. If you get a minus one and a half, so take a minus one and a half and it's plus 105. Uh, I'm good with that. I think the Cubs win today, something like five, one or four, one or something like that. Uh, so the under too, we like the under and we like the Cubs as far as the run line. And you didn't have a winner for the people. That's what you're telling me. Free show. No, no winners. I, I, winners. I want my lineup to win in GPPs. Well, yeah. <laughs> well that's yeah. what I would swipe on. Swipe. I'm swiping on my lineup. Well, how does that help somebody else though watching this? I don't want to help anyone else. You're so selfish. You went pretty big a couple of days ago, right? You're the five-figure uh, first place. Yeah, I mean, basketball, you know, it's been a good uh, – the bubble treated me well so far, yeah. Right, I mean, so what did you do for the people when you won? Nothing. I, I had a free roll amongst my friends. <laughs> that sounds suspect. <laughs> did I look up and to the left? Is that how you know somebody's lying? No, not that you did that. Not that you didn't have a free roll. It's that you have any friends. Uh, that's fair too. Both all that entire sentence was a lie. I made it all up. Not one truth in the entire sentence. Oh, according to chat, uh, Lewis Brinson is scratched. So change everything. Yeah, I know he's oh, your favorite no, player. Thank God. Oh. <laughs> oh, that, that's the best news for me. I uh, I'm not uh, I'm not sure who they're going to replace him with. But spoiler oh, alert. Joyce is now going to bat second. Oh, okay. Well, or was he batting second? I don't think he was in the lineup. So, yeah, I'm refreshing right now. Aguiar is uh, batting second, so we might see Joyce jump in there. We'll see how that goes down. Uh, hit, hit up the uh, the runner ground. You get free lineups. Uh, you know, free lineups. The, the lineups page. I use it at RG. It's free. Lots of stuff, of course, is <laughs> premium. But uh, if you guys aren't using the lineups page here at rotorgrounders.com, I'm not sure what you're doing. All right. Uh, set the table. As far as this slate, it's uh, gone from 11-gamer to a 10-gamer. And I, in my opinion, you Darvish is the clear top pitcher. We lost Luis Castillo. We'll talk about Carrasco, who like Jesus was talking about in his article today. And, you know, a nice matchup against Pittsburgh. Good ballpark. Terrible, terrible opponent. But, like, his velocity has been down. He's been walking too many dudes. They're asking, you know, it's still they're asking them the main price, 9.9K on DK. So it's not like a discount of any sort. Even, like, 85% of Carrasco should be able to take care of these Pirates as, like, my, my SP2, I'm considering double barrel. But, uh, kick me off as far as Darvish. I know we talked pre- pre-show briefly. You said your pitcher pool is really small. I'm going to assume Darvish is one of them that's uh, in the conversation for you. That would be correct. I, right now I have the bat X projections loaded into lineup HQ. I use Cardi's projections. I use, I mean, I use everything. I use everything on Roto Grinders, but the projection set is Cardi's. Uh, and looks like from this slate, like I'm not, mass, I'm not doing MME today because whenever I'm on shows, it does, I don't have enough time to do that. So I'm going to be hand building about 10 to 15 lineups, some mid stakes GPPs, but really like I'm, I'm looking more at a diverse set of stacks and keeping with the same pitchers. Like to, to me, 
my pitching pool, I mean, truthfully, my pitching pool, I'd, ra- I'd rather play three pitchers. Darvish, Carrasco, and Dylan Cease against the Tigers. But I may need a cheaper pitcher than an $8,500 pitcher because Darvish is 10-5 on DraftKings. Carrasco's 9-9. So, like, even with Cease, Carrasco, uh, I can't play any expensive bats, really. I need to find, like, cheap fillers for, for stacks. So to go, I, I need to find someone in the 7K range. And, uh, like, to me, Bla- uh, Blake Snell, uh, 9,500, obviously he's not a cheap pitcher. How like, many I'm baseballs at, like, Nate- is, Blake, is he going to throw tonight? Right, well, that's that. I mean, that's the whole thing, is that if Blake Snell was uh, was 5% owned, 8% owned, single-digit owned, i take a shot on him against the Yankees. But he's not. He's going to be closer to 15 to 20% owned. So I think that's about efficient. So what's his upside? He has to be efficient with his pitches. He has to get to outscore Darvish or Carrasco, or if they both fail, or or even like Maeda, who I think is overpriced at 9,700. Like I, I think I'd rather play Snell over Maeda, but still in comparison, I'd rather play Darvish or Carrasco, or even Cease point per dollar at 8,500 over all of them. That like I'll if Snell beats me on 90 pitches, then he beats me on 90 pitches. But I don't I don't know I don't think it's going to make enough of a difference. In 90 pitches, he gets 10 – let's say he gets 10 strikeouts. Like, I could I could get a 25-plus point score from Darvish or Cease or Carrasco. So, like, I'm not that compelled to play Snell. And then everyone else in the player pool kind of sucks. I mean, the well, only reason I'm considering Daniel Ponce de Leon <laughs> is because uh, the, the wind's blowing in at Wrigley, and I need a cheap pitcher. Yeah, and uh, we talk about pre-show against lefties. I think he strikes out 35% of lefties the last two seasons as well. And there's like four or five lefties in that lineup for Chicago. Let's break it down individually. Uh, you mentioned Snell. Uh, first start of the season, two innings, 46 pitches. Then three innings, 53 pitches. Then three innings, 59 pitches. Five innings, 70 pitches. And he was cruising there. He was pitching really, really well there. Um, what are we? What's our realistic expectation? I think about six innings, 85 pitches sounds about right to me. Yes. Yeah, but I mean, but that limits his upside. So you're paying 9,500 for for. Yeah. Uh, he's not. He can't. It, it's nearly impossible for him to get over 30 points. I don't well, think. Don't he, I don't 30. even think you need it. So you don't need like, 30. like I, the the only reason I could see to play Snell in GPP is if you're betting on on Darvish and Carrasco to fail. Like when Blake Snell gets 22 points, but Darvish is sitting there with six, and Carrasco sitting there with 10. And you're making up the difference. I think that's the only reason. But if if Darvish and Carrasco pitch six innings, I think they have a better shot at at outscoring Snell in 85 pitches. Are you doing a screen share? I think you're screen sharing for the people. Do me a favor. Pull up uh, Plate IQ and pull up Snell <laughs> versus this Yankees lineup because one of the reasons to consider it, obviously you need them to throw 85 pitches fairly efficiently, but the strikeout potential, the strikeout upside versus Yankees lineup, uh, no Stanton, no Judge, no LeMahieu. If those two of those guys are strikeout guys, LeMahieu more of a contact guy. But they replaced him with a bunch of guys that strike out too. Collectively, they strike out at 26.5% versus the average lefty. This is not the average lefty. This is Blake Snell, who strikes out 33.8% of his opponents. Boyd leading off at 27.7%. The, the most contact-heavy guy is Urshela at 19% as far as striking out. Uh, Gary Sanchez, when he's not uh, you know banging out his 400-foot homers, uh, you know, 35% of the time he's striking out. Frazier at 31%, Estrada at 31%, Andohar at 25%, all up and down that lineup. Uh, there is a path. He's got to thread that needle where he goes six and strikes out nine or ten. 
Uh, and you mentioned he's got to beat Darvish. Why not play? You can play him both. You can play two guys on, on DK. I know it, it it hurts your bats to some extent, but uh, that's something I'm going to consider in this Yankee lineup. Makes it even more encouraging. I'd like to get a, a count uh, if we can get it. You know, from the beats, going to tell us what we're expecting. But I'm thinking in my head about six innings, 85 pitches, which seems pretty realistic. Yes, no. Did I sell you as a a tournament play? Well, I sold that so hard that apparently uh, he froze on us. So there you go. Oh, it's a good time to say hello to chat. What's up, YouTube? Uh, feel free to like and subscribe. Uh, leave some comments in there. I don't know how long we're going to have uh, just just be by myself rambling, but I'd love to interact with the people until Blender comes back. Hey, let's talk about you, Darvish. Unfortunately, I'm not screen sharing this, but I promise you all the stuff's available here at rotogrinders.com. Let's talk about you, Darvish. Do we like you, Darvish, today? Yes, we do. Why do we like him? Well, he's facing a St. Louis team that's played doubleheaders in, what, two of the last three days. Uh, awesome ballpark if you take a look at the weather edge. Again, another tool you get here as far as premium. I believe you can buy it a la carte, but there's no reason to do that. Well, I guess you can. Sure, why not if you don't want to get everything else. Uh, in 131 games similar as far as the weather conditions at Wrigley, uh, home runs have seen a decrease at 17%. Runs overall have seen a de- decrease at 3.8%. And ERA at 5.5% as well. Yu Darvish, just a clear best pitcher on the slate in a really, really positive environment versus a really tired St. Louis team because, hey, they played double headers in two of the last three days. They're trying to catch up because of their COVID schedule. Also, he's got a 31.2% K percent, great walk rate as well too, especially in the back half of last season, 7.3%. Uh, there are some Ks in this lineup, at least the projected lineup. Uh, Tyler O'Neill, hopefully he cracks it at 31% collectively. And Bader, we want Bader in there as well, 29.7%. Again, don't know the lineup just yet, but we're seeing a 24.4% collective K percentage uh, we saw him throw a no-hitter through six last game, I believe, five or six. He was really, really strong. He's in good form, if that's something that does it for you. Devin, am I still alone? I'm Blender. back. You could interrupt me at any time. I feel like I'm just rambling. But uh, I sold you, Darvish. You need to, like, double down on it? Or you just kind of – just assume you agree with you, Darvish. You like him. I agree with you, Darvish. <laughs> He's been, he tried to cut out my internet connection because he didn't want, want anyone to roster him. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just uh, – I understand tournaments. I understand, you know, uh, getting leverage. I understand ownership. I get all that. But And I think our projections have him at least four points over the field, which is a pretty big number for projections as far as the second-best pitcher. Uh, that's DK. I'm sure it's even bigger on Fandle, obviously, where their scoring goes. Uh, what are you doing with Darvish? I'm almost certain that I'm playing him in every single lineup. I'm playing 15 lineups today. I, he's He's going to be in at least 10 of them. Okay. And so, I mean, like I said before, I, my pitching pool is is maybe four pitchers. Darvish, Cease, Carrasco, and Ponce de Leon as a – like it's either him or Nate Pearson. But, I mean, I'm going to be playing Darvish-Carrasco lineups even. I mean, like you could – there are some cheap stacks that you could fit in and still pay nearly over 20K for your pitchers. So talk to me about Carrasco. Again, Cheese wrote up today. He didn't say he's running away necessarily. but And I think he also wrote this under the assumption that Castillo was going to be the guy. He said, like, today's the day where he can be picky. And, like, when Castillo was in the conversation, he was my number two. I was just going to go double barrel, give me Darvish, give me Louis Castillo. Of course, Castillo, uh, that game was scratched. He's not going to be playing. We've got to roster two guys on DK. Um, tell me it's okay to play Carrasco. It's safe. Well, no, it's it's Carlos Carrasco. He's not safe. Oh. But, but he's – but, I mean – uh, his problem is is with walks, but I mean, but he's going to have no problem striking out guys. The Pirates strike out at twenty four percent rate this year. Uh, they're playing in Pittsburgh. 
which should limit any type of power upside, especially especially to righties. So, I mean, Carrasco could go out and strike out eight or nine. He may walk three or four in the process. But, I mean, it's – I'm not – I'd rather play Darvish over Carrasco. But the problem is, is on DraftKings, you have to play a second pitcher. Yeah. You have to make lineups with two they pitchers. They won't accept their lineup. You just put one in there. Right. No, it's not going to work. FanDuel, you're fine. <laughs> FanDuel, FanDuel, the pitching slate is easy. You play Darvish, and if you want to get you want to get leverage, you, you play Carrasco or maybe Snell or something like that, one pitcher. But you need you need, still need to find stacks. And I'm just looking, going, I could build cheap stacks and play Darvish and Carrasco because who am I playing as my SP2? Do I want to play Corbin Burns? No. Do I want to play Zach Eflin? No. Do I want to play these computer-generated pitchers? Jonathan Brubaker and Tariq Skubal? <laughs> Skubal's going to pitch 50 pitches. How do I play him? Corey Oswalt's 8,600? Get out of here. Josh Tomlin, Marco Gonzalez against the, against the Dodgers. I mean, there's just Wade LeBlanc, right? 5,900 against the Blue Jays in, in, in Baltimore. Like that Humberto Mejia against the Mets. He projects well in the bat, but the Cardi has him at like 82 pitches. And I think yeah. that's very aggressive. I think Alberto Mejia could come out and pitch 60 pitches. I'm He's looking for the, I'm looking at the umpire data here on the, the you know on the lineup HQ and a couple of extremes just kind of worth noting. Oswald and Mejia are an extreme hitters umpire, and we have an extreme pitchers umpire in LA for, for the Dodgers. Um, you know, somebody's asking about Marco Gonzalez. I can't imagine uh, playing Marco Gonzalez. Uh, that he's, I mean, he's a veteran and he's kind of savvy and he can sort of weasel his way to six or seven. And he's a guy that has more uh, rope. He can go throw hundred pitches if things are going fairly well, but I don't project things to go fairly well necessarily. And the other side, uh, Gronsolm is just, they're asking too much. 8.7 K. I can't get there. I can't do it. Um, your thoughts on either of those pitches that, you know, again, I'm throwing Gonzalez into the conversation because I was asked about in chat. You know, Gonz- Gonzalez may only pitch 90 pitches. He's 8,700. I mean, we're, we're, we're at the point where if you're going to pay that much, at least be able to give me 90, 100 more. I mean, I mean, Darvish could go over 100. Carrasco could go over 100. Seas could go over 100. I mean, I'm just looking just like if I'm going to pay that price, they need to be able to pitch six innings clear. And my, yeah, Maeda can. Okay, so at least, at least I, I'd rather play him. But anyone else here, I mean, have to – Marco Gonzalez is going to get killed against the Dodgers. Vault at 8,300 seems like a joke. Uh, I mean, like, Burns may not pitch more than f- four innings. Eflin he is could probably get killed. I mean, I just like I Tanaka. I'd rather play the J, the, the, the Rays bats against him than play Tanaka. So it's not a matter that, like, like, yeah, it's never fun playing Dylan Cease. I know. I know it's not fun playing Dylan Cease. But it's against the Tigers, and they have the highest strikeout rate in the majors. So I'd I feel more comfortable playing him at eighty five hundred than than any of these other. Just it's it's a it's a war of attrition. Just like by the time I x out all the people I don't want to play, I only have like three or four guys left. Yeah, it's not a matter of like who you want to play, it's who you don't want to play, and like who's left standing is essentially where you're at. And of course, uh, yeah, you, you mentioned you mentioned basically the guys that I'm at as well too. Carrasco against this Pittsburgh team, um, not very good. It's a bad lineup. The, only, the really only power threat is Bell. Um, you know, Polanco, I suppose, a little bit, Reynolds to some degree. But if you look at the, you know, the plate IQ is a lot of red, especially when it comes to ISO and Woba. Uh, Bell's like 2.5K in Fandle. I think he's kind of sort of somewhat interesting over there, uh, you know, as a one-off. I'm not, you know, locking in Pittsburgh. But, again, we talk about the precautions as far as Carrasco's, you know, fastball velocity down just a, a dip or so. 
Uh, there is some contact hitters in here. Frazier and Newman at 12% and 12.5% as far as striking out versus righties. 29% K rate for Carrasco. Uh, 20, what is it, 20.4% collectively. Not a massive number, but a perfectly fine number. Polanco's in there. He can strike out plenty. Gonzalez, Reynolds, Moran as well. So I think there are some Ks to be had. Uh, talking about Cease against Detroit, you mentioned the potential K upside. He's been good and, you know, serviceable in three of his four starts. Out of the price is not what you want it to be necessarily, but you also kind of sort of have the salary. You can sort of make it work, I think. There's no core slate. There's no, you know, a bunch of – there's some teams you want to stack with some expensive players, but how much are you prioritizing Dylan Cease? Is he legit? Is he real? I understand. It's Dylan Cease. We never know if he's going to be real. It's more of the matchup. If, if Cease was playing against a different team, I'd be less inclined on this slate, but against the Tigers, like the Tigers are the type of team that either I play pitchers against or I stack, right? Because people, they're so cheap. But looking at this lineup, I mean, they're going to be playing what? One, two, three, four, five, what? Five righties and four lefties. And the righties didn't look at, other than Miguel Cabrera, like everyone strikes out like so hot. I mean, Jacoby Jones is a walking strikeout. Good, I mean, Goodrum scope strikes out a lot. Castro, you're not worried about. Candelario, Kristen Stewart has some power, sure. But, I mean, you could play him as a one-off, I guess. But Romine, I'm not scared of. Paredes, this is like his third game in the majors. Like, I just look at this lineup and go, like, I'm not playing Cease. I'm just playing the pitcher against the Tigers. Yeah, and Cease has really dramatic splits as far as his Ks the last two seasons. First lefties, 18.4%, not ideal. But first righties, 28.7%. And you were talking about the righties in the lineup. Looks like we're going to have six righties. Is that correct? Is my math correct? No, five. Uh, oh, yeah. I counted Goodrum for some reason. I would have seen right. Miguel the- Cabrera, Scope, no, Jones, Romine, Paredes. Okay. My math. I'm making that S into an R for some reason in my uh, old age. My eyes are lying to me. Uh, Goodrum's going to hit from the left side, but he strikes out 33.5%. And he leads off as well, too. So there are some Ks there to be had. So, uh, I wish he was a little bit cheaper, but I think Cease is perfectly fine as your SP2. Uh, is there anybody else that's kind of worth talking about? Like Oswald, uh, yeah, I just can't, I can't imagine. How do you pay that, that price for what are you Is he even me? stretched out? I don't even know if he's well, stretched that's, out. Well, that, this is why we're going to talk about stacks. Marlon stack, baby. I'm known for them. And once the piercing oh. got rolled out, I'm like, is this going to be a Mets bullpen game? And I think people don't realize that Miami is a much bit better of a hitter's park than it used to be. And uh, looking at this lineup, I mean, the Marlins aren't cheap. But Do like, we know if the back panels are open? Because last night the roof was closed, but the back panels were clo- or were open. I don't know if you know the back panels in the, in the left field, you know what I'm talking about? And that, Does it make that much of a difference? I think that changes things. I, I remember them talking about that uh, when taking batting practice when, this, when, this, when the ballpark opened. I remember, you know, I'm from South Florida. I kind of keep an eye on those kind of things, but – uh, I don't know. I don't have the statistics on it, but I remember the players were saying like, wow, the ball is jumping more with the back panels open. And I don't know if it's open or not tonight. That's a whole other. The, the, the ball could be jumping more because Corey Oswalt and the Mets bullpen is pitched. Who yeah. cares? So Oswalt hasn't pitched since 726 uh, in the majors, but he was a part of the uh, the alternative training site, which I have no idea how like, he must have been doing similar games. I don't know. I can't speak to that. Hit up a beat writer, go on Twitter. Uh, I don't really know. Maybe we can get that information somewhere, but. I'm working under the assumption that he's probably not going to go very deep, maybe four or five innings. And no matter what, like we're not rostering with 8.6K. Cannot justify that. Uh, Tanaka is another guy. Uh, can't really trust his pitch count either. Of course, he had that uh, – uh, was it a concussion? They got a, took a line drive off the dome uh, what first game or so in spring training. It was awful. Or whatever 
not spring training. They were playing amongst themselves, but 66 pitches his last time out. And I, you know, maybe he gets to 80 or so, but he's really going to thread that needle. What about Maeda? Let's talk about Maeda because not sexy, but you know, he's, he'll just sort of kind of get the job done, be perfectly fine. Not going to break the slate, probably not going to implode your lineup, but that, you know, maybe that's all you need at your SP2. Well, SP2, he's 9,700. It's going to be hard. Barrel, man. I mean, I guess you can if you're building cheap stacks, but I'd rather spend the 200 and get the, the more K upside with, with Carrasco. I think Maeda is fine. I think he's, I, I would, I would think, I mean, Carrasco gets the pirates to me. It, as long as he doesn't walk anyone, he's safe. Maeda doesn't walk many people, but I mean, it's just a matter of, do, do these left-handed bats get, uh, get any power against him? Right. Yelich smoke. Narvaez, who kind of sucks, gambles, a strikeout machine. Sogard, you don't have to worry about. So I think, I mean, Maeda. Well, Sogard's annoying because he takes like those 12 pitch walks and it just destroys your pitch count. Yeah, At least he's batting ninth. Nice. Well, like I don't that. care. Yeah, I feel better about that. Right. But I mean, based on the bat, I mean, Maeda doesn't even project all that well. I mean, but I mean, he'll get 15 points and you're fine. I mean, like that. I mean, that's how I view Maeda as a, a non sexy choice. Like, if you didn't want to take a risk on Snell and you're like, I'm going to play Maeda instead, like, okay. But, I mean, there's more upside even in 90 pitchers with Blake Snell than Kenta Maeda going 100. But maybe that's all you need. And it's got, like you said, it's like a bet and other guys blowing up necessarily. Or if you just roster, you know, two of the big spends and save some salary, you know, there's obviously some punts there that are out there that cracked the lineup today. Uh, maybe 15 points is perfectly fine. That's enough. Uh, big dramatic split as far as his strikeouts for what it's worth. Uh, you know, versus lefties, Maeda strikes out 20.3%. Not terrible, but not ideal, but 34.2% righties. I believe we have one, two, three, four righties in this lineup. Uh, yeah. So, okay. They're, they're definitely, and there's some Ks not on up to 23.9%. We have Milwaukee lineup. It's not your friend of last year's Milwaukee Brewers. The Brewers are pretty terrible these days. Uh, summarize pitching before we move on to the sticks. I'll say what I said again. It's very condensed pool. I mean, it's, Darvish is going to be by far the most owned. I think next is going to be Carrasco. I know we have Carrasco at 11%, but I think he'll end up with, especially with Castillo gone, we'll have him and Snell and Cease somewhere around 20, 20-ish, and then a smattering everywhere else. So my, my attitude is, is that the only reason you don't roster those top pitchers is because you expect them to fail, fail getting six points, getting blown up, and then a, a pitcher that gives you 14 or 15 is good enough on the slate. But outside of that, I, 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 I'm going to be playing more diverse stacks than I am pitchers today. Who's the cheapest pitcher you're rostering today? Ponce de Leon, 7,000. Yeah, um, and that, that's, that's kind of about – he's squeamish enough for me. That's, that's as low as I would go to. He's a fly ball pitcher, and the wind's blowing in at, at Wrigley. And the Cubs do strike out more, more over league average, so – why not? I mean, it's not like he'll be in a lot of my lineups, but in some of my lineups that I need an expensive hitter, I need to go down from Cease to, to Ponce de Leon. All right, let's talk catchers uh, in the chat. Yeah, they're talking about liking and subscribe. Not like and subscribe. It does a lot for the analytics. It really takes no effort. It takes about a half a second. Just kind of reach and click. There you go. We'd appreciate that. Uh, all right, catchers today. DK, they got it better. It's still not correct. <laughs> what is – well, did, I, I was saying, did uh, Travis Darno kick DraftKings' dog or something? What is the story here? Why is he only 3K on DK? That's that's an incorrect price. Uh, probably their algorithm couldn't handle the lowercase d and the apostrophe. I don't I don't know what happened. 
I mean, he uh, was, so he's he was, your he's your cash game catcher, and that's yeah, that. yeah, he's easy. You just plug him in. You, you, what do you I do mean, with him in tournaments? Because in tournaments, you know, he's almost definitely the math says not going to be the highest scoring catcher. That's probably not going to happen. I don't know who it's going to be. It's probably somebody else. That, maybe it's Cervelli. Maybe it's Suzuki. Maybe it's Gomes. I don't know. Uh, how do you handle that in tournaments? I don't mind Darno as a one-off as long as you're playing a contrarian stack. I mean, a lot of times I'm playing the catcher in my stack, but I mean, when Darno is at least a thousand dollars underpriced, like he probably should be 4,200 instead of 3000. So like, yeah, obviously in a brave stack, he's going to be a cornerstone, but like if I'm playing a Marlin stack at 3% owned and I want to play Darno in the catcher spot, I, I have no problem with that. But I mean, I wouldn't play multiple cheap chalk players in the same lineup, even in GPP. Because we'll get to some other underpriced, like cash game type plays. So like Darno is someone where once I have him in, I can't play any of the other like 3K Chalk. Adam Eaton, is that you're talking yeah, about? Adam Eaton, Eaton and Verdugo and and the Tsutsuga, Yoshi, and like those guys, I probably wouldn't play together. Do you have any other thoughts as far as catchers? Uh, everyone else would be contrarian. I mean, the catcher's the easiest position to get contrarian. We have Travis Darnell projected a 24% ownership. I think the hamster wheels uh, have not. I'll take not, the over on that. I'll yeah, I'm going to take 24. the over on that also. Uh, yeah. But, uh, uh, I mean, I don't mind Danny Jansen, 3,900 batting fifth against LeBlanc. Uh, I mean, obviously, Real Muto. I mean, but these, these are expensive catchers. Real Muto against Godley batting cleanup at Fenway. Love sure, it. I get it, but you're paying up for him. But, uh, but I mean, to me, the catcher position is Darno. And if you're not playing him, you're going to be different no matter what you do. Yeah, Philadelphia is my favorite team today, which is probably not surprising. It's kind of chalky. I guess the Dodgers kind of chalky as well, too. But, you know, on the road, locked in for nine, positive ballpark bump. Uh, well, I guess it's a different kind of ballpark, but it's a good ballpark nonetheless. Depends upon – it's actually probably negative. It's negative for, for lefties, lefty power. Um, you know, but the monster in right field is much better for righties. Um, oh, I cannot believe somebody's – Somebody's calling me on Skype right now. I apologize. I'm going to hang up on them. You're a big jerk. <laughs> Unbelievable. My bike is uh, having all sorts of uh, – Shenanigans over here too. Are, are those your friends way waiting for their free roll? Run, yeah, run? that's it. The free roll's off. No more free roll. <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things. Unbelievable. I literally just told this person, I have a show right now. I'll talk to you at oh, the worst. If you're listening, you're the worst. Um, yeah. So first base, uh, I, I, I love uh, Romo too, by the way, for what it's worth. And you like him as well. And I'm considering playing him on my main lineup on Fandle. I'm not really sure, but something I don't normally do, but uh, I just like him that much today. Is today the day? Is today Reese Hoskins day? It's happening, right? Well, I'm going to be fading him. He's going to be chalky. I think first base ownership is going to be spread out fairly. Uh, obviously, Hoskins in Fenway against Godley is good. But, I mean, there are plenty of first basemen to play and that you don't have to pay 4900 for. I think G-Man Choi against Tanaka at 3300 is fine. I think I, if you want to get the Vogel back at 3000 against Gonzalez, He's not going to come in owned at all. Uh, if you want to play uh, Guerrero uh, Blod against LeBlanc at 4,800. I mean, he's 100 cheaper than Hoskins, but probably will come in half his own. Mitch Moreland against Ethlin at 4,200 on DraftKings. I mean, there, there's, there's plenty of guys to play. I mean, I'm more likely to play the guy that's in my stack at first base than a one-off. So like in my, in my Rays stacks, I have Joy. In my, in my Blue Jay stacks, I have Guerrero. But uh, I don't think – I mean, Hoskins is probably, uh, based on projections, the best play. 
but he's also 4,900. So it's not like you're not really getting a deal there. If you wanted to save at first base, I don't, I don't think you're crazy. I like Freeman a good bit. Uh, I'm going to try to get there as well too. And uh, you know, I, I usually roll out two main lineups and the, I try to like have like a three V three or something like that. And that might be something I kind of split. Uh, my apologies, but I put my mic uh, got all funky there because I was on Skype there for a second. I kind of drilled things. And so uh, I'm sorry to your ears uh, in advance. Well, not in advance. It already happened. There was no spoiler. Um, other first basemen that are kind of worth looking at. Uh, you have anything? It's just basically who's in your stack. Is that sort of the thought process? I mean, you, you can play as long, you're playing one offs that at least have power. So if you wanted to play a Bray with 4,500, go have fun. If you're playing a Met stack and you have Alonzo in there, okay, that's fine. Mitch, Mitch Moreland, or Justin Smoke. If you want to play a bat against Maeda at 3,400, he has power. So I mean. I mean, Aguiar against Oswalt at 4,400. I mean, there are a lot of guys uh, in, 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 that are cheaper than Hoskins that, has, that have nearly as much home run upside as Hoskins. It's close enough that, like to me, just look for a home run and, and hope you get it. Yeah, and I guess he's going to be chalky, I suppose, to some degree. And I, I know a lot of people say never again, and they've given up. What is number lately? But he is hitting the ball hard still. He's been a little bit unlucky. I've watched a lot of his at-bats, uh, a one off the wall, several like 400 feet, just kind of dying on the warning track. Uh, it's common. I hate saying it's due. I don't want to say that, but I just think that, you know, the, the way he's swinging, it, it's going to happen soon enough. Uh, Moreland's a guy I, I referenced it before. I, I generally don't love lefties in Fenway. It's not a good ballpark for lefty power. It's better for like lefty singles and doubles, but uh, you know, we like the homers. Uh, doesn't mean he can't bang one out. I mean, we saw for years David Ortiz, but he's a different kind of animal, obviously. Ortiz was just any ballpark. He could knock it out. Uh, you know, you couldn't contain him. Uh, his lefty power is just too good. But that was kind of a, a lie to some degree because, again, Fenway is hard for lefties to head out homers. Uh, well, they go the other way, obviously. Uh, Keystone position, second base. What do you have for us? Okay, second base. Uh, I'd rather pay down at second. I know we're probably going to get some ownership on Biggio. Uh, lefty, lefty, even against LeBlanc, Brandon Lau against Tanaka. Love but I mean, I, I just, I, 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 looking at the projections, I'm more likely in cash to go down and play like Luis Garcia, 2300 against Tomlin. Tomlin has a history of fly ball. But he doesn't get strikeouts and he gives up fly balls. They're going to be playing in the heat in Atlanta. Uh, I mean, Nationals are one of the stacks that I'm looking at. Uh, and I mean, yeah, he hit his first home run yesterday. Doesn't mean you want a fun today. fact on that homer. A fun fact on him: he's the first person ever born in the 2000s to hit a homer in the major league baseball. Well, there you go. You got him. You got maybe able the first person to hit two home runs. Uh, I mean, I don't know if that's a fun. It was a fact. I don't know if it's up to the, the listener. I suppose to determine if it was a fun fact. For sure, it was a fact. You tell me if it was fun or not. I'm not even sure it's a fact. You could be making this up. No, it's true. Uh, I mean, unlike my free roll, this is actually true. Uh, Robbie Cano might be the oldest, per- oldest person ever to hit two home runs. He did that yesterday. That's probably not true. It's definitely not true. Nelly Cruz is 40. <laughs> he was even the only oldest person yesterday to do it. Nelson Cruz is absolutely ridiculous. He banged out two homers last night. Egregiously, he hit a home run when they're up like six runs or something like that. Ethan ain't it. He should have just taken a walk. Um, right, they should have just packed it up and went home. <laughs> the managers are the worst sometimes, these old school guys. Uh, you mentioned Lau, and I was talking about ballparks, you know, and I, I, I kind of like poo-poo uh, Fenway when it comes to lefty power. Yankee, you know, Yankee Stadium, really, really positive for, for lefty power. Lau has plenty of power on the left-hand side, so don't mind him. Uh, he is pretty expensive. you got to spend up for him, but he's batting second. Well-positioned, assuming Tampa does fairly well. Uh, he's going to get himself five ABs with hitting second in that lineup. 
you mentioned Garcia is 2.3K on DK. And that's a, if you're doing double barrel, like Garcia is your friend. Eaton's your friend. Washington National Stack actually might be your friend outside of a couple of the big spends there. Uh, anybody else as far as pivots at second base or you want to hit third? Well, bat, the bat is going to recommend Colton Wong batting leadoff against Darvish nope. in Wrigley. I mean, he's cheap. Sure, he's batting. For, he's got most plate appearances, but it's someone that I'm Xing out. Or Brandon Jury at 2,700 against LeBlanc batting seventh for, for the Blue Jays. He's obviously a platoon risk. Uh, yeah. But I mean, to me, you're to me, you could pay down here if you if you want. I don't necessarily. I mean, we have ownership at Lau and Cano. I don't think here is going to be twelve percent owned. Cesar Hernandez is forty seven hundred. I don't know about that. I can't uh, talk to that Hernandez price. batting eighth at home. I'm not a big fan of for cash games. Danny Mendick at twenty five hundred batting ninth at home. I'm not no a big Mendick fan. Kingery maybe. I mean, I. I Second base sucks today. So, like, if you want to pay down there, go for it. Yeah, and that, that's what makes it even easier to play. You know, like, we talk about opportunity costs all the time. Luis Garcia, and I know he's going to be – you have the ownership stuff in front of you. And, again, you mentioned ownership before. Obviously, it's fluid. It's always ever-changing. And I imagine the number that they have on Darno is going to get higher the closer and closer we get to lock as more information comes in. But I would imagine also that uh, Garcia is going to be fairly, uh, fairly heavily owned just because of the price and, you know, batting six, good lineup, good ballpark, nice opponent. So, uh, yeah, sure. He's probably my cash game second baseman, like you said. There's nobody really I absolutely have to have at second. What about third? You ha- is there somebody you have to have at third base? I think the cash play is Raphael Devers at 4,400 against Eflin. I think you're either going up to uh, the Devers, not that far up. He's only 4,400. Or you're going down and you're playing Alec Bohm at 3K against Godley, batting six for the, the Phillies. I think those are going to be the two most popular plays. But obviously, you've got, you got power here. Moncada against Scooble. You got Justin Turner. You got J.D. Davis. You got Yandy Diaz at 2,800 against Tanaka. You can yeah. pay up to be different and play Jose Ramirez against Brubaker. You could play in a, in a Nat stack. You play a, a Dribble Cabrera. You, <laughs> I mean, uh, looking down here, uh, you could play Kyle Seeger. No one's going to play him. You got a steal and a home run yesterday. Narrative Street, by the way. I missed the narrative. I'm not sure if you were on it or not. I'm I'm not sure if your team narrative. Uh, The Seager brothers, well, they both banged out homers last night. Their parents were watching the game on Skype. They interviewed them mid-game. It was pretty fun. It was the first first time since 2000? Well, I don't know about that. The the first brothers? No, that's probably not true. There's probably another set of brothers that uh, uh, we had a father-son, Ken Griffey and Ken Griffey Sr. uh, They hit home runs in the same inning, which is pretty cool. That might never happen again. Maybe. I don't know. That's that's kind of a cool moment. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Possibly. Yeah, but I think Fernando Tatis has more of a chance to break his father's record. Didn't his father have like four home? Did he have a four homer game? No, he had two grand slams played? in one inning. That's what it was. There you go. Well, it depends if he's allowed to swing on a three open. Right, right. If they're up by too much, he can't break that record. Can't do it. Got to take the ball. <laughs> and like everything I said about Boston lefty power, uh, it's baked into the price for Devers four point four k. It's baked into the price. It's baked into the matchup. Oh, the Upton brothers. Remember. Uh, you got Justin and uh, Justin's with his last legs and boss junior. He got paid and then he got terrible really fast. Uh, BJ Upton. Uh, yeah. I don't really know. I, they're throwing out some more, more brothers there in chat. Uh, but Devers is, is he's like 3k on Fandle baked into the price. That left. He's like a really solid play against Eflin. And I know he struck out a bunch of dudes last time, but he's still really vulnerable against righties. I'm not buying it. Um, and four, four on DK is pretty reasonable as well. Turner. I wish he was a little bit cheaper than four, nine on DK, but for sure playable in your Dodger stack. 
Uh, Travis Shaw, I just, I don't, I, I don't think he's good anymore. That's just sort of, I, I have this bias against him. And you mentioned Scooble, like his numbers in the minors were electric, but I don't think he uh, pitched AAA. His K rate was like, he's striking out what, 12 or 13 dudes per nine. That's a lot. And they said they're going to limit him to 50 pitches and who's, who knows what comes into that bullpen. But for sure, uh, just like yesterday, the Chicago stack is in play. Uh, anything else at third that's worth a shout out or shall we jump back to shortstop? No, let's go to shortstop. All right. Set the table. What do you have for us? Okay. I think shortstop is going to be fairly spread out ownership. I think if you pay down, you're going to someone like Chris Taylor against Gonzalez for the Dodgers at 3,200. You could also play uh, either. You could play Kike Hernandez batting eighth at 3,600. Obviously I'd rather with them being the home team, I'd rather take the sixth hitter than uh, the eighth hitter. Uh, I think Gregorius is going to be popular. A lefty bat uh, against Godley in Fenway Park. Uh, Dansby Swanson batting first against Voth. Trey Turner batting first against Tomlin. I think that's where most of the ownership is going. But uh, from from a projection standpoint, I mean, I mean, you have cheap Santiago Espino against LeBlanc. I, Who is yeah. he? Is he a computer generated player? I have he's no idea. Person. I need a proof of life. I'm fairly certain he's a person that's playing for Toronto today. Uh, I meant to like dive into him, like do like a fan graphs, a deep dive on him because I, I saw the name earlier today, but unfortunately I did a, our sports card show and it ran, it ran a little bit long and I didn't have a chance to jump in there. But after the show, I'm curious to see what the deal is on I, I don't know anything about Santiago Espinal, but uh, he is batting ninth. He'll be holding a piece of wood and uh, he's 2.4 K and he's facing Wade LeBlanc. So maybe I suppose if it kind of makes everything else work, but ideally uh, in my cash games, I want Trey Turner. You know, I love leadoff hitters on the road and positive ballparks against bad teams. Um, and they have different ways to get there. They you can get there via the homer. They can swipe a couple bags, probably get those five ABs, which are precious. Uh, I, I really, really want to get Trey Turner in there. Uh, anybody else that's worth a look? I mean, I'm basically mostly ignoring the Cubs and Cardinals from a hitting, especially the Cardinals. I'm probably ignoring the Cubs as well. If I am going to roster a Cub, it's, it's going to be one of the righty power guys. Uh, is there no Bryant? Uh, no Bryant in the lineup, but Baez for sure. Yeah, why not? Uh, anything else for us at shortstop that's worth a, worth a look, or shall we move on and talk about uh, some outfielders? VR against the uh, Oswalt in the Mets bullpen at 4,300, home run and steal upside. I, I think JP Crawford is sneaky against Gonzalez at 3,600. He'll be like 1% owned. No one's going to play him. Adamas against Tanaka in Yankee Stadium at 3,600. Like I'm always looking at these cheap, the cheap shortstops, and I'm more likely to play Adamas because Wendell's in the lineup. He's a lefty against Tanaka, but most likely if the Yankees bring in a lefty, Wendell Abrasso is going to come in mm-hmm. for Wendell. You have to. The, I'm going to talk about the Rays stack. Uh, you're going to have to be very aware of how many players you're putting in your stack that are liable to be to platoon for, because the Rays do do that very often. Uh, we're going to talk about stacks in a second, but then if people in chat are asking questions about stacks, they want to know about your vomit stacks. Uh, ask about the, you know, stacks in the chat. Uh, we'll do our best answer. If there's some players that we haven't mentioned or touched on, or we want to reiterate, you want us to reiterate about, we're, we're happy to do that as well. Um, you know, I met to, do, met to do this the other day and it, it's kind of results based, but I, at the same time, I just like, I had it in my notes. I forgot to get there, but why I'm like, I want to play Jose Ramirez and Lindor and Fran Mill Reyes because nobody's playing the Indians and they went absolutely nuts. Uh, Franville did get hurt in that game where he banged out two homers, but it was just uh, x-rays were negative, and he's back in the lineup for what it's worth. Let's uh, – uh, so, you know, no issues there. Let's jump to the outfield. Uh, who's jumping out for you as far as, uh, you know, your favorite plays? And then when you consider actual salary, who are your favorite plays? 
Okay, well, from a salary standpoint, in like cash games, you could make a case that you don't have to spend more than four four thousand for an outfielder. I think Verdugo batting leadoff against Eflin at thirty four hundred, solid cash play. Grichuk at thirty nine hundred, uh, batting second against LeBlanc in Baltimore. Sign me up for that. I think you could get away with it. Eaton at three thousand against Tomlin. I think you could play Yoshi. Uh, Batting seventh against Tanaki, he's 2,400. There's a threat, though, like uh, Renfro can spell him, right? He's that's well, that's that the thing. Satsugo and Kiermaier are both lefties. And and Renfro and Margot are sitting there as righties. So mm-hmm. Yoshi could come out. Kiermaier could come out. Uh, Wendell could come out. I'll, I, I don't know stats on this, for- but I, I, you tell me. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. But I, I kind of watched it, like watched the games and pitched it and so all. Tampa, I'm fairly certain, was probably leading the league in, in guys getting pinch hit for Cincinnati for a while there, too. But, uh, I mean, is that something you've noticed as well, too, with your stacks? Tampa, lefty, righty, they swap in and out more than anybody else, it seems like. Right. Well, that's why I said if you're going to stack them up, make sure that you're not playing multiple of those guys. You don't want to be sitting in the sixth inning and half your stack is on the bench. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, that's no fun. Uh, Eaton feels like a pretty good cash game play at 3K. You don't necessarily want to roster Adam Eaton. Not a guy that comes with a ton of upside necessarily. You know, professional hitter gives their professional bat. He can go, you know, two for five with a couple doubles or something like that. Uh, everyone's well to take one out, but he's just so cheap. He kind of makes things work. If you have all the salary in the world, obviously Soto's a great play. He's an absolute monster. Um, yeah. uh, Pollock is another under 4K batting cleanup, 3,900 against Gonzalez. I think the overall best outfield play projection-wise, at, I mean, he'll be owned, is uh, Bryce Harper. Sure. 5,500 against Godley in, in Fenway Park. Uh, but, I mean, you get the ownership there. Uh, guys that are going under the radar that have just as much upside would be someone like Max Kepler against Burns in Minnesota. He's going to be single-digit owned. Uh, we're going to see here. I'm going to go uh, to the bat projections. And, uh, like I said, you could play Kristen Stewart as a cheap. If you're not going to play Cease, playing Kristen Stewart as a one-off at 2,800 is fine. Uh, I think uh, – you want, I mean, it's hard. It's, I mean, you can play Chris Taylor in the outfield. Duvall against Voth at 3,900. There aren't that many high-priced outfielders I want to play. The one I'm the most interested in is Austin Meadows at 5,000. I mean, uh, I'm on played... the raise today. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Say it again. I'm on the raise today, and I, I just don't think many people are going to pay 5,000 for Meadows. I agree with and, you. When you could play, you could play other guys. I think the Mets outfielders against Mejia, Nimmo, Conforto, those guys. I Corey Dickerson's back, thirty nine hundred against yeah. Oswalt and and the Mets bullpen. You could you could see you, you could already tell who my vomit stacks are by by the cheap guys that I'm talking about. But uh, you know, like I'm just I'm looking because I'm playing very select pitchers and they're all like expensive. Like I'm focused on cheaper bats in good spots uh, and then just, you know, try to get 40 points plus out of my pitcher spots. And then just basically I'm hoping that the Phillies don't break the slate. I'm hoping that the Dodgers don't break the slate. I'm hoping that the expensive stuff doesn't break the slate. And I think I put myself in a position to win GPPs. The, uh, the chat has given us some other set of brothers, uh, the Boons, Aaron and Brett, the Giambis, Jason and Jeremy. Nobody mentioned the Consecos. Remember Ozzy? Ozzy Conseco? Jose, of course, you remember. Um, all right. Uh, Soto or Harper? Who do you prefer amongst those two? Both great plays, obviously. Well, f- compared to ownership, I'd take Soto. But, I mean, I think Harper is the best projected outfield play of the day. 
I see a couple of people asking about the Cardinal stack as a potential vomit stack. Like, there's no way I'm playing them for like several reasons. They played double headers in two of the last three days. They're in probably the worst ballpark, uh, you know, on the slate when you consider the weather conditions. They have the lowest team total, I believe, a 3.3. They're facing the best pitcher in you, Darvish. No chance I play the Cardinals. Are are the Cardinals too vomity for you, or you're intrigued? That's too vomity. My the vomit stacks that I usually pick out are never against top tier pitchers because it's a it's a ten game slate. Your stack needs to be the top stack. It can't just be like oh they score five runs. You're not going to win first place that way. So the likelihood of like Darvish could have a bad game, give up four runs with only three strikeouts. And not be the best pitcher on the slate. You'd rather not roster him, but it doesn't mean the Cardinals stack did any good either. So it's like I typically I don't want to I don't want to target the Yankees against Snell. I don't want to target the Pirates against Carrasco. But like Cease isn't as good of a pitcher. So if you wanted to get leverage by playing the Detroit bats, I mean they're horrible. I'm more inclined to do that. I'm not doing that because I'm I'm playing Cease, but I'm much more inclined to play the Tigers against Cease then play the Cardinals against Darvish. I'm looking for vomit stacks. I'm looking at uh, Tampa Bay vomit stack. I have slate IQ brought up, uh, which will show you. You got like a minute, just so you know. Okay. Top stack potential versus what they're going to be owned. And we have the Braves over-owned. We have the Dodgers over-owned. We have the Phillies over-owned. Boston slightly over-owned. And then like the top top ones that aren't over-owned are the Rays, the White Sox, uh, the Mets, the Indians, that they're expensive. Then we got some Blue Jays. Nationals are okay. I mean, Miami's down here, but I mean, I think they're going to be even lower owned than they are. Uh, and I think their potential upside is better. But like, I'm more, I look at Slate IQ to go, okay, get off the Dodgers, get off the Braves, get leverage with the, the Rays. They're cheap. The White Sox aren't cheap. The Mets aren't cheap. Toronto's cheaper. The Nats are cheap, so I'm, this is where I find the vomit stacks to play. As long as they're not facing an ace, I'm fine. All right, we got to step aside and make way for crunch time for premium members. Uh, Kevin Roth will be on there talking all the weather. If any weather is going down, he'll let you know what's going up. And, of course, there's a weather link on the RG page. They'll give you the most up-to-date update as far as what's happening weather-wise around baseball. Uh, STL Cards is on there as well as Cardi. He was Blender. I was Dean. I will answer your questions in chat. We're out of here. Holler. Holler. 